Hey, Lounge fans. Before this episode begins, we want to thank our corporate partners, EY and Pertivity, for helping to make this podcast possible. Stay tuned to the Lounge and VHSA for some exciting opportunities with all our fantastic corporate partners. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Lounge. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Lounge of BHSA Podcast. I'm Nate Latimer, joined as always by my co-host, Mohawk Desai. Mohawk, good evening Hello. to you. Good evening. How's it going? It's good. I'm, as you can see, I'm back home, refreshed from my oh, week yeah. away on my tropical vacation oh, in yeah. May, New Jersey. Refreshed, mm-hmm. ready to tackle mm-hmm. another great week of podcasts. We've got uh-huh. some very exciting guests for you this evening. We've got both oh, yeah. Andrew Zarilli, also known as Coach, mm-hmm. and Sean Orhan. <laughs> Two of our former BHSA executive members who have been fantastic members throughout their four years at Temple, just graduated from the Fox Honors program. So it's been mm-hmm. a great opportunity to check in with them, see how they're doing, and you know, get some advice from some recent college graduates. Oh, yeah. They're, in my eyes as a freshman, they have been two of the most exemplary like BHSA students. They are BHSA, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Uh, especially Coach, especially Sean. Like these, you know, when I think of BHSA, those are the two guys that I thought of during my freshman year. So it's fantastic that we got them on the podcast and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Most definitely, Mohawk. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Enough with the introductions. Enough with the games. <laughs> We're into it again. Honestly. Yeah. It's time. Pick of the week. Okay. Pick of the week is, of course, the segment where Mohawk and I discuss anything <laughs> and everything on our minds. Mm-hmm. This week, Mohawk, I would like to seat the floor to you. You can feel free okay. to, to, to tell me what's on your mind. Okay. And uh, this has sort of become a game between us where we try to like up each other in terms of like how left field they get. So exactly. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull one on you. That's you're not going to expect at all. Cause it's so weird that it's normal. I want to expect the unexpected. Give okay. it Happiness. Been on my mind. Happiness. Happiness. What, what is happiness? What truly makes a person happy at the core? I'm not talking about like, you know, I just got a job offer. I'm really excited and happy about that. Like I just got ice cream. I'm happy talking about like inside, like, you know, when you wake up, are you excited to start the day? You know, do you have some, is there a light in there? You know what I mean? What do you think? What what would you say? What are the elements of that make a happy person? Wow. What makes a happy person? Hmm. Well, when I think of happiness, I think of having the, ability to understand the chaos in your life right whoa so in life we (laughs) especially in college you know things can get really complicated and really fast paced but i've always found that the Mm -hmm. happiest people are the ones that are able to understand how all the moving pieces in their life fit together Wow. Okay. It's a pretty abstract one for you. You you tried to go left field on me and I was ready for it. You you got that. I mean you you really like you want up me there. That I've never even thought about it like that. That's that got really deep really quick. You know, what what really makes a person happy? I'd have to actually agree with that. I would say that, yeah, that's a that's a great solution. I never even thought about it. To me, you know, my whole life so far, you know, happiness has just been like, are you satisfied at your core with what you're doing day to day? You know what I mean? Um so a lot of people talk about like, you know, how people talk about like the rat race, the nine to five, the soul crushing, you know, this, that. 
and then people are unhappy. I think that concept, but not in that specific environment, applied to anything that you're doing makes sense. Are you, you know, are you truly, you know, is what you're doing every day contributing something bigger? Is it, is it making a difference? And are you, you know, satisfied with what you're doing every day? I think that's really the core of happiness, but I think Interesting. You know, your answer. Yeah. I think a lot of our members have the now. same idea, you know, because in BHSA, we're, we're so concerned with, you know, above all else, being able to make an impact using business that I think Absolutely, a, a yeah. lot of the members in the organization kind of have the same thoughts of, you know, I have a certain passion. It might be for finance, accounting, actual science, whatever, but yeah. what else beyond that? What can I, what ways can I use my skills in order to, you know, improve right. the community around me? Right. Exactly. Thank you for sharing exactly. that, Mohawk. That was, that, that was a good pick. And you know what? My pick of the week is something that makes me happy, Mohawk. Okay, great. What is it? And you know what? I know for a fact it's something that makes you happy too. Uh-oh. My pick okay. of the week, Mohawk, is the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Oh, yes. All right, let's go. So <laughs> UFC, okay. Mixed Martial Arts. Fantastic. I've been getting more into <laughs> UFC and, and MMA just because of the fact that it's uh-huh. really the only sport available on TV right now. We have the yeah, NBA yeah. and MLB coming back, but oh, yeah. this oh, yeah. giant void in my life that used to be occupied so by sports has now uh-huh. been filled with just MMA. Uh, I, yeah. I started, okay, great. Awesome. I've always been a fan of MMA. I was a wrestler in high school and you know, I used to right. train with some MMA guys at my, at my wrestling gym. Sick. Great guys, a great community. And uh-huh. I just love the, the, the fight game, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's a whole other world, isn't it? I mean, really like, uh, you know, MMA fighting, you know, any of those disciplines. I mean, there's like a, a separate community that's like very, very different. Let's get into it. You know, what kind of, who are your fighters? Who are you following? Who are you rooting for? You know what? I think my all-time, my all-time favorite fighter is Tony Ferguson. Okay. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, pound Just for because, pound? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's the, the best pound for pound fighter, but I think Tony Ferguson is such an interesting character on and okay. off the match yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Octagon <laughs> that it's a great guy to follow. Uh, it was a okay. tough, it was a tough watch watching him lose to Justin Gaethje last, two months ago now. Yeah, yeah. That was a good fight. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he, he's, he's actually didn't watch that in, fight, the, but... in the twilight of his career, but just the, okay. the way that he has such an unorthodox, you know, approach to the fight game uh-huh. right. uh, and the way he's able to, you know, work submissions and, and also has a, a great striking game as well. He's great stand up, great stand up too. Yeah. He's just able to really surprise his opponents yeah. in a way that keeps him on her feet and keeps the fight exciting. Yeah. You're actually way more. Okay. Gotcha. I think you're way more into UFC right now than i was like i've completely like, I've stopped following and i've peaked in ufc you peaked, right that's now. awesome you know that's okay, that's cool. what i've been enjoying during quarantine mm-hmm. but regardless the situation i think it's no better time than to move on to the next segment and let's bring on our guest mm-hmm. all right awesome all right everybody we are back with our two guests andrew coach Zarelli and sean orahan coach sean thank you both for coming to the lounge and really excited to thank you guys today. yeah thanks for having us it's good to be back of course, even in a digital format, we always love having some great BHSA alum back and, and ready to talk to you folks. Really? I guess a good place to start is, you know, you guys could just both give the listeners a little bit of idea on your background, how you got involved in Fox Honors and BHSA. Sean, if you want to yeah. go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so like we've said, my name is Sean Horahan. Uh, I just graduated uh, this past May of May 2020. I'm originally from Albany, New York, so upstate. Uh, it's not New York City. I'm nowhere near New York City. 
people never understand that, but um, so I actually came to Temple on kind of an accident. Uh, I did not know Temple existed until probably my senior year of high school. My brothers, one of my brother's friends went to Drexel, so I was touring the area and ended up just going to Temple and then kind of fell in love with it and got into the honors program and honestly, I've really enjoyed it since then. Um, so I was an accounting major. I actually came in as a finance major, um, but then ended up switching to accounting, uh, ended up picking up a minor in business analytics. Um, in terms of getting involved on campus, uh, I was an honors ambassador, so I helped with perspectives coming in. I did that all four years. Um, and then I was also involved with BHSA. So I started the my second semester uh, freshman year, I was a fundraising associate for a year. Then I was the fundraising director for a year. And then in 2019, I was actually the president for the organization. Um, and there, it, it was a really good experience of learning how to work with other people. That was not just in an academic sense, because you go work anywhere, you're not, you know, trying to figure out how to write a paper, you're trying to get a task done. And, um, you know, working with your peers, something that does not come naturally to almost anyone that I've talked to, at least, um, just trying to figure out how things are. But I think that's most of my stuff. Coach, you ready? Oh, I want to be referred to as coach for the rest of this. My uh, birth given name is Andrew Zarelli. I just graduated with a degree in financial planning and a minor in real estate. Um, in my college search, I was looking to actually go more down south. I was really into UNC and South Carolina, which I ended up getting into. Uh, South Carolina, but um, I decided to take a visit to Temple and apply through the Common App, um, and I loved it. I loved being in the city. I've always loved Philadelphia growing up. Didn't get to spend as much time being in the suburbs of uh, Norristown, um, but always enjoyed when I got a chance to come down and uh, really fell in love with it on my visits. Um, ended up deciding to come to Temple, got involved with Fox Honors just like Sean did. Um, I came in as undecided. I kind of meandered my way along and found my way into financial planning and, and loved it from the first time I sat down with the head of the program, Cindy Axelrod. Um, and in my time at Temple, I was just a regular member my first year at BHSA freshman year. Um, and then I progressed to be uh, one of the directors of student engagement. Uh, there was a co-director position at the time. And then I worked my way up to uh, VP as well, uh, VP of external or of internal operations. Um, so it was a really cool look at the organization, I definitely feel like the lounge is my home. Um, I also worked the front desk for Fox Honors. So my smiling face was sitting right in the lounge, which, you know, it's just such an honor to be on a podcast named after <laughs> my favorite place in the world. I basically lived there for three years. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about more of my experiences uh, here at Temple. When did you guys realize that, hey, you just say is the organization for me? My freshman year. So we did a freshman retreat. So we got mm -hmm. to go into backwoods of South Jersey. Um, I think everyone, a lot of people, it was really, really hot. When I say it was hot, it was probably like 95 and really muggy. So everyone was like, oh, this is terrible. Why are we here? But then you kind of bonded over like, oh, this is terrible. But hey, what's your name? Mm -hmm. Where are you from? Um, <laughs> so you really get to meet the people. And it's not, um, you know, I was an accounting major, but I came in finance, but there's actuaries and marketing and legal studies and you name it, almost every major that Fox has, and there are people there. Um, especially when I was looking at, you know, whether I wanted to do BHSA or like 
pursue leadership positions within BHSA or an accounting SPO, which there's like five of them. So I probably could pick one of them, but I really liked um, being able to network with, you know, really motivated students of different fields because, you know, I'm going to be working with other accountants for most of my life. Like I'm not going to be able to, you know, pick the brain of someone that's maybe doing MIS and I want to maybe learn a little bit more about that than other accounting majors because I get enough of that in my classes. I wanted to really get a different group of people that, you know, had different goals and could challenge me both um, personally and academically. Yeah, jumping off of that, I came in as undecided, so I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. Um, the retreat was huge. It was great to you know make some friends, and it ended up working out that uh, when we went back to the dorm in 1300, I made a lot of great friends just from hanging out. People would just leave their door open. You could walk in and say, hey, what's up, and made some of my best friends just through doing that. And then some of those friends got involved with BHSA, which was great. Um, I, was, I was a little more timid. I definitely changed a lot, I think, partially because of BHSA. I was pretty introverted. I was a little shy and I wasn't ready to really put myself out there when I first got to college. And that's kind of one thing I regret is not jumping in kind of head first, like Sean did and getting involved right away. Um, but I think it was, I went to a few, the first cultural dinner, I think really kind of spoke to me and said, Hey, there's a lot of really cool people here. There's some cool professors and, you know, I'd like to get to know these people a lot more. And it was great to get some perspective from upperclassmen. Uh, some of them have that I've been friends with to this day, like Tom Duke and Noah Crispell, I'll shout them out. I can't shout out too many people because I'll be here all day. This will be like a 45 minute episode. <laughs> um, but it was really cool to meet some, some of the uh, other people in the org and get some perspective from them. And then in my transition, I, I had some friends that were MIS that were in BHSA. I talked with them. I went after MIS, hit my first coding class, realized that wasn't for me. Uh, so I kind of sat down and uh, worked through things with Lori and even some friends that had some different perspectives. And that's kind of what pushed me to uh, financial planning. So I think without BHSA, I wouldn't have found something that I loved. And I'm glad that I, you know, finally took the plunge and pushed myself off to actually go and get involved. And that's one thing I would recommend right away is to, to get started early if you can. And I know it'll be tough with the way things are right now. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of opportunity, mentorship uh, opportunities. It was great. I had, I think, three or four mentees by the end of last year. Uh, and I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with them, but it's great to have that extra perspective and someone that you can kind of go to with all your questions. Yeah, most definitely. Obviously, you know, things have been changing this year with, you know, the way that we're sort of introducing the, the incoming class. I, I wish they could have the chance to be on the retreat because Sean, that's the experience everybody shares where everybody just commiserates in the sweltering heat and the bugs <laughs> and it's terrible. And it's your first week of college and you're pushed away into the woods probably the last place you want to be in your first week of college. But then all of a sudden you turn around and you just say to yourself, wait a second, this is my, this is gonna be my best friends for the next four years of my college experience and probably well into the professional years of my career. And that's definitely an experience that I think is shared amongst everybody in the Fox Arms community. Yeah. So you had that spark, you joined BHSA and you loved the chance you had to network with honor students from different majors, but Let's now talk about specifically your decision to pursue a leadership position within BHSA. What was really the thing that made you decide you wanted to become an officer? Uh, I would say the biggest thing for me is when I talked to upperclassmen. So I came in um, as a freshman. I was starting to get involved in talking to people. Um, one thing I would recommend is finding at least one upperclassman and you know just kind of bouncing ideas off them and kind of learning learn the ropes because. Like I came in like 
I didn't really know anyone that was that close to me, like talked about like what their college experience was like. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but early on, um, I'll do my shout out, uh, Andrew Drake. Uh, he was the president of BHSA when I came in as a freshman, uh, another accounting major. And I went to him for everything accounting related, everything honors related, business related, just what, what is, what opportunities are out there and, you know, what do I need to do to get there? Um, and I'm really talking with him and, you know, other students, whenever you go for interviews or jobs, whatever it might be, no one's going to ask you about your classes. They're not going to ask, Oh, what did you, I see that you took intro to financial accounting. What did you learn there? They see the class that you took. If they get your transcript. They can see what you got in the class. That's all they really care about. But you're not going to be doing that when you get to the, when you're starting to work, they want to know how you work in a team. How do you, you know, handle problems and having experiences like a leadership position really gives, lets you, Oh, well, I dealt with conflict this time where I was working with another officer and we couldn't come to a decision. So what process um, they went to kind of solve it. And that thought process and that experience is what's valuable for that will put you um, at the top of the pile, that'll get you that internship that you're looking for. That'll get you that job that you're looking for. Um, so giving you something that you can really talk to and really push yourself because I didn't want to just go to class for only what's only, I think one of the biggest shocks going to college is that you're like never in class. You only have like 15 hours of class a week, which is like less than half of what you are in high school. So I'm like, well, I might as well do something else at this time and be at least somewhat productive. So. I think that also might have played into it, but definitely setting yourself apart for um, internships and jobs is like what really pushed me. Yeah, I would say that my experience with BHSA got me my first internship and has also helped propel me in the job search that I'm in right now. Um, so I was looking forward to that, but also it was, I think I was really drawn to the people. There were so many upperclassmen that I really looked up to when I came in and even friends that were involved. And I saw that they were being a part of something special and I thought that I could add something to that. So that's kind of when I got involved with events. And I feel like that year we, we added a few uh, different events that really stood out. Uh, one of them was Experience Philly, which, uh, in which we uh, went with all the incoming freshmen out into Philly. And it, it felt really good to, uh, to get people going early on in their college experience. And that kind of built off the momentum we had in, uh, from the retreat. Um, and then we all met up for ice cream afterwards and, uh, that was, it was just such a great time. Like that, that experience, I felt like I, I had an idea, I executed it and I had all, that whole opportunity because of BHSA and because of the membership base that we have as well. And you guys both spent a pretty considerable amount of time, a considerable amount of semesters as officers, you know, whether as a associate director or, you know, VP or president, um, through that time, what are some like key takeaways or lessons that you guys learned? I would say one thing that I learned is that no one owes you really anything. Um, I think that, especially like after my first year, I'm like, oh, I got this position. Like, of course, they're going to, I'm going to be the director for next year. Like, you can kind of, you feel like you can kind of slack off and like, they're not going to get rid of you. They're not going to do anything. Um, but going into my second year, um, I talked with Noah and Laura and they're like, listen, you're not going to get a position right now. Like, it doesn't seem like you're interested. You're not, that you don't want this. And it's that really opened me to that, you know, you can have blinders on where you think, oh, I'm doing a great job. I'm really good. I'm all that. But, you know, sometimes getting a nice slice of humble pie is what you what you need. And 
you know, having people that are around you that, you know, tell you straight up that you're not doing what you need to be doing. And, you know, being able to not only accept criticism, but seek out constructive criticism. Like, what am I doing well? What am I doing poorly? What can I work on? Um, that's something that, you know, I learned pretty early on that I kind of take, I thought I'm like, oh, I'm really good with criticism. I can deal with it. But when you don't seek it out, it's, you know, you just kind of might seem aloof and what you, how you view things might not be how others view the same thing. So it's really about um, communicating and knowing how you're doing with the people that you're working with and seeing if you can improve in certain ways. Communication is definitely one of the biggest things that contributed to success. There were times where, you know, depending on what was going on behind the scenes, we had lapses or there were difficulties with, you know, getting things up the chain of command or down the chain of command. Um, and I feel like that really is going to prepare anyone that gets involved for, you know, when you go to the next level, when you get that first internship and you get that first job, um, criticism was also a huge part of it. Kind of just piggybacking off of Sean. Um, I think personally for myself, it was a little bit different because I was always super hard on myself. Like if something happened with an event in my first semester and it didn't go exactly how I planned it, I'd be almost devastated. Like it would be tough for me to deal with that. And I'd be like, Oh, it'd like I'd freak out for a minute and then I'd have to have, you know, people kind of ground me and be like, look, it's okay. Like everything worked out. And as time went on, I realized that, you know, there are going to be fires that pop up in places sometimes, and you just got to be ready to put them out and keep moving forward. And the, it, the teams were ended up being so great by the end of each semester that things ran really smoothly. And it was cool to see everything come together and experience that kind of growth together. Yeah. I had the exact same experience in the fact that, Obviously, being a part of Fox Owners and coming into the program, it, it means something, right? It means that you have been an academically accomplished student, a socially accomplished student. You're at the top of your game, and it's definitely a humbling experience to come into a position where it's not necessarily a competitive environment at Fox Honors, but it's definitely an environment where you're going to make mistakes and really... Uh, growing up and becoming a professional, especially within the Fox Honors community, a huge part of it is being able to accept those failures, but working as a team to try to understand and taking a step back and saying, what did I do wrong and where can I improve in the future? I think that's such a huge lesson that you learn from day one being an officer in the organization. And it's such a valuable one that can definitely carry you on to you know more fruitful ventures in your professional career. But to you know sort of backtrack before you get to that professional career, I'm wondering what you think is the number one benefit of being a BHSA member, both at your time at Temple, and then what is the number one benefit of keeping that relationship with BHSA now that you've graduated? So I, this past fall, I was actually able to go to a conference, uh, Beta Gamma Sigma, which is basically National Honor Society for Business Schools, for lack of a better word. Um, I got to go to one in Chicago and listen to, you know, these great speakers for like head of, you know, head of whatever for Geico or like big four accounting firms. And then they got to talk about how they view things. But I'm, I was sitting there, I'm like, you know, I've had a lot of these talks already to me, like I've already gotten a lot of this. And that comes from just speakers that come into, um, especially BHSA, where you kind of get an idea of, what employers are looking for and how to shape your professional path that a lot of people, the people there were like, wow, like this was so awe-inspiring. This was amazing. And I'm like, 
yeah, like I usually get this like once, once every other week at, at in Philly. So I, I don't know if I feel a little spoiled from that, but um, you know, just hearing like great speakers, like all the time that really, you know, the more input that you get, the better off you'll be where it's, even if it's something like, oh, they talked about what they did. I don't like that. That's still valuable knowing that that's something you don't like. Um, so I would definitely say that, you know, just having those speakers and kind of getting a sense of what the business world is and how to set yourself apart, something else really valuable. You know, Fox Honors doesn't stop bringing in great talent and um, really motivated students in all these different fields that, um, you know, I got a lot out of upperclassmen and alumni helping me. So I want to, you know, pay that forward and help the current students with, you know, what they want to do and just kind of talking to them about that. Because at the end of the day, whether they, no matter what field they go into, if they're in the Fox Honors program, they're probably pretty smart. They're probably really driven. So no matter where they go in their life, it's just having that connection is something that's really valuable. For me, uh, in my time as an undergrad with BHSA, uh, it was just so valuable to have kind of that knowledge base to pull from. Um, and that's the thing you can get even just coming down to the lounge as a Fox Honor student. You don't necessarily have to be a member for that. But being able to come down to the lounge when it's time to pick classes and saying, oh, okay, I need to pick a gen ed, like what's a good human behavior one? There is something so valuable about being able to walk down there and there's someone sitting on the couch or sitting at the table and they just turn around and say, oh yeah, I had this professor and they were great. Or this class was like the best one I've taken or stay away from this person. This English class is terrible. Um, you can see I got a wide range of uh, answers <laughs> down there. Um, so in my time there, it was kind of building those relationships as I kind of talked about already. Um, and then going forward, I made so many friends through BHSA that I think I'll have for life. Um, I, especially in my experience being the VP of operations, it's been great to go on a couple retreats, get to know some of the underclassmen and network with them. And I'm just super invested in their futures. I'm excited to see what everyone, especially Nate and Mohawk end up doing and where they end up going. I know they're doing great already here. Um, but I'm excited to see where they kind of jump off from here. Um, and I'm excited to just try to maintain the relationships with people that have, you know, gone through the same kind of stuff as me that are branching out, you know, some are going to Philly, some are in Dallas, people are all over the place. And it's just, it's great to have that kind of web of friends to go back to. And you can think back to, you know, that one cultural dinner with Dr. Fred or whatever it may be. Um, and that's just so invaluable to me. 100%. And that's something Nate and I always reiterate that like BHSA is all about the people, the people, the people. It's not what Fox Honors or the BHSA can, not, not the things that they give to members, but it's the people. And, uh, you know, a point that Sean mentioned, which I really resonated with is the input, you know, um, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And so BHSA also for me, like really shaped my career path because I didn't really know much about like finance, the finance world opportunities in there until I joined and met people um, and talked to them. And so, yeah, in, input so big. Um, and what's I, one thing that you guys would want freshmen to know about BHSA that they might not know right now from all the information that we put out for them? With BHSA that you kind of can't really tell uh, with a lot of things is just how much people actually do care. It's not just, there are certain people that are like, oh, I want a leadership position just so I can throw it on a resume or that I can talk mm -hmm. about it and not mm -hmm. really care about the members. That's something I know that I strive to that I've you know talked with Nate a few times that you know the value of helping members is something that um, BHSA is really built on. I guess the supportiveness in kind of a different way would be just in terms of everyone wants to see each other succeed. 
it's there's so much support from like the people that are down in the lounge all the time like it it's super cheesy to say it's it's a family but it really is like i can i can think of people coming in saying oh i got this internship or oh my god i got a job offer uh, you know you you see them coming and they're grinding their applications at the at the uh at some of the tables down there on the couch and you see people putting in the work and it's really it's really awesome to see people support you through that whole process I think people screamed for like five minutes when I came in and said that I had a job offer, which was awesome. <laughs> like, I don't really have anyone else gassing me up like that other than family, but it's really cool to kind of come to this, this other family when you walk in here and have that support behind you the whole way through. I screamed. I remember it. I screamed. <laughs> I, I, can, I can hear myself echoing through the halls of, of Alter Hall when you got that yeah. job offer. Yeah, that was a great moment. I think that's something that I think everybody in BGSA actually does take for granted. Coming in, I think there is some hesitance over, you know, what is the competitive nature of this environment, right? Because it is really the most competitive students in the Fox School of Business and the ones that want to get the best jobs and want to succeed in every aspect of their career. But something happens, something clicks in the mind of these kids when they come down to the lounge and all of a sudden that competition just goes down completely. And it becomes yeah, really true. an environment of collaboration. How do we make ourselves better? Sort of an iron sharpened iron situation. That's something I think is definitely now, you know, heading into my junior year, I definitely don't think about the fact that everything could ever really be that kind of negative competition in the lounge. But that's something that is such a beneficial aspect of being part of Fox Iron as a whole. Yeah, there's a lot of respect between everyone, I feel like, like, especially because you're in similar classes with each other, they're smaller classes, and normally they are a little bit harder. So if you're struggling with something Amazon, you can look over at someone and just be like, yeah, I know this is tough, or whatever it may be, you've got that kind of support behind you and people are always always willing to study book a breakout room whatever it is and i know i'm sure all of us have spent some long nights up going over financial accounting or whatever it may be <laughs> most definitely that's the commiseration again but now that we've had a chance to talk to our freshmen coming in i think it's only fair that we now address our rising seniors so for the class of 2021 from the class of 2020 what do you guys believe that seniors this year should do to make the most out of their last year at Temple and Fox Honors? Try to get the hard stuff out of the way and um, really focus on those relationships. I think it's a lot easier um, your senior year of college because you kind of had a little bit of a similar taste when you were a senior in high school of, you know, it's going to fly by. And, you know, this is probably like the last time that you're going to have all this time with, you know, the experience that you've gained over the last three years of you know being able to walk to like five minutes to your friend's house and then all your friends are within five minutes of each other and can just you know any weekend on the drop of a hat hang out um but you know once you start working full time and you know there's no more summer breaks you don't have time off and if you have time off not everyone else has time off so it, you know you're never going to have that time where you know everyone's available and right around each other that you know, people go off and do their own things in their own cities that, um, you know, really having that connection for like one last time, similar to, I would say it's really similar to high school. Yeah. It's, we're just in the most insane time right now. So you kind of got to pick yourself up and understand that this is something that we've never experienced before. And to make the most out of all the opportunities that you do have, if your friends are all hopping on Zoom to hang out and you keep, if you're trying to socially distance and not be near them, like absolutely hop on that call, even if you're not feeling like it. 
looking back, I wish I hopped up more times than I did it and said, you know what, I'm going to, I want to push through this because it always seems, it always seems to work out that you have a great time. It's just such a, it's just such an insane time that you have to make the most of it and plan things out ahead of time now so that you can, you can have those relationships and continue them on going forward. Most definitely. And I, I think the, the beauty of being in a community, and it can be any community, but the Fox Arms community is a perfect example of it, is the fact that when things don't go to plan, when an, an entirely unforeseen circumstance kind of hits the community as a whole, and I, I hope this has been everybody's experience, is the fact that you really can find solace in those people that are with you in that struggle. Regardless of what situation it is, and I think advice to our great listeners in life is focus on those relationships, right? It's more than just a four-year period. It's really you know, something that can be so long-lasting that it's just a great way to start your professional career off and, and your life on the right step. But enough with the heartfelt tales, all right? It's time to go. Mr. Horan, Mr. Coach, <laughs> the spotlight is on. If you had to go to a deserted island in the middle of the ocean and could only bring one other member of the Fox Honors community, be that a student, a faculty member, or an alumnus, who would it be and why? I told you they get harder. So this is this finale. You are absolutely trying to get me in the hottest of water right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many wonderful people to pick from. Um, oh, man. There, there's only one correct answer, and it's Lori. I'd have to go with Lori. Lori has been such an invaluable resource to me personally, and I think to to everyone involved in the HSA, especially on the officer team. Um, you work really closely with her and Sarah. I love Sarah as well, but if I'm only allowed to pick one, I'm sorry. I got to go with Lori. Um, she kind of was like my rock. She was always there, you know, whether I was having a tough time with a class or, you know, in the middle of my struggle picking a major, I really didn't know who to turn to. And I would talk with friends, and it's – I'd have bozos like Sean saying, Oh, do accounting. Like I'm not into accounting. So I, <laughs> you know, I'd have to, I'd have that kind of noise on the outside, but it was great to have Lori as a resource to kind of come to her and say, like, I know you've helped so many people with finding their way in life before. And, you know, I'm at a point where I'm really struggling and I need some help. And she was always there to help pick me up and get me, you know, kind of pointed in the right direction. And, you know, I could never, could never thank her enough for that. So I bring her on the Island. Also, we would joke probably about Sean a lot. So there'd be plenty of entertainment with that. Okay. Uh, I would have probably picked Lori just because of how many people she knows and that she'll, if anyone can find a way off of that Island and would have know someone to get us off that Island, it would be Lori. <laughs> um, but honestly, I would, if I had to pick anyone, um, so sorry for all you incoming freshmen, I'm picking someone else. So recently graduated, uh, Noah Crispell, who was the president before me, um honestly if we're on a deserted island and we're probably not making it out just trying to see him function on a deserted island would be so much entertainment that i would just i would just feel that i would if i'm gonna die i would die happy just on that <laughs> pure entertainment i don't know i think noah would be able to get his bear grills oh absolutely fine i mean he does out. he does he does live near a lake so maybe he knows his way but he's uh it i don't have a whole lot of faith in him <laughs> well, great I, answers from both of you too. I love the diversity of answers we get for this question because <laughs> you know Sean gave like a, or, um, Sean gave a very like tactical answer, and then <laughs> Coach gave me like an emotional answer. So I love the diversity. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, this, this was fantastic. <laughs>
that's about time for this interview. But as we wrap it up, we just want to thank you both for coming to the lounge and thank you for speaking with us today. And definitely check in. We we want to hear from you guys and wish you the best of luck in your professional careers. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck, guys. You guys, no problem. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to The Lounge, a BHSA podcast.